podcast. This is Megan Spur. John Spengler. And Charles Spur. Okay, so, oh my God, we've been talking for like an hour uh, mm-hmm. before we actually turned the recording on. So, whoops, it's sorry about that. It's no, been weeks. <laughs> yes. My bad. We're still getting used to that. Like last week's episode, we recorded weeks ago. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a better uh, one. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I do. So, what we, I think we decided that we did actually want to lean into was mm-hmm. what are we, what have we been playing recently? And yep. I heard both of you talking about different games, but mine are more interesting. So I'm going to start with that. Sure. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I have indie games I've been playing that I can talk about too. Shit. <laughs> little little um, indie darlings. What? Mine's so topical. It's like just came out today. Shut up. No. Did it really? Ooblets? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you can talk. Oh, can talk Ooblets. Yay. Okay. Ooblets. Sorry. I thought you were going to talk about Neverwinter some more and I was going to just shut you down real fast. Oh, no. That's the thing I have not <laughs> been playing because I've been playing Ooblets. Yeah. Tell me about Ooblets. Yeah. I want to Ooblets. hear all about it. I saw that at E3 two years they ago. They have been working on this for like four years now. I, I know, but I I think I saw it, I don't know, when I saw it at an E3, and I was like, that's super cute. Then we saw it at a PAX, yeah, and I was PAX like, West. ooh, really want to play it. And mm-hmm. then uh, I know that they were supposed to be part of Double Fine, and they left. Right. And I don't know if they're doing independent. I know that they, are, they released today as of this recording – on xbox and on epic game store uh today is early access so yeah it is a game in development but a mostly a game game Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, if people aren't familiar with it it is a very cute very pastel version of i don't know like pokemon and stardew valley or something like shoved together like it's definitely a farming sim that's also got like this battle like collection battle thing with like little critters you collect and you and you grow those critters right like isn't that the thing kind of yes i mean yes you do grow the critters you have to battle them in the wild and then if you win the battle you can request a seed from the one you've defeated and it toots out a seed okay so you're not harvesting seeds from your fallen foes it's just that you best them in battle and then they and and then they give you a little little seed nugget (laughs) they they let you like plant a pumpkin (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so like uh, a battle is actually dance battles. You're having a dance off against okay. your opponents. All right. It's done in a weird. So like Pokemon have moves. Yeah, these guys are done as a hand of cards. Basically, sure. you don't get to select the deck, but there are a number of moves that are in your general library plus individual moves that come with uh, individual ooblets. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten into a dance battle with like five so far. Wow. So each of the ooblets in your troop like shows up at the same time mm-hmm. and their individual dance moves can cycle in randomly Nice with everything. So and as they level up they get new moves. Sure. But it's yeah, so it's like a it's back and forth just like Pokemon battle would be. Um, except you you get cards and you get a number of beats each round mm-hmm. that you can spend points on. Sure. Uh, and then it's just like a first to get to so many points wins. Cool. That's a really adorable little idea and leverages the thing that I think made them go viral in the first place, which was the brilliant decision to use motion capture for their characters instead of, you know, using, you know, uh, uh, artist created animation. So everything looked like very cute. And like you said, pastel, almost like, uh, 
uh, adventure timey kind of noodle arms and like little bead eyes and stuff. But the animation was super, super smooth and realistic and it was kind of uncanny. That's like a really, really great idea to make it dance battles. You do farming in order to like have resources that it basically convince the wild ooblet troops to dance off against you. Sure. Okay. So you have to grow so many carrots. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, and like take them out with you. And there's something I, I, there's one I'm growing right now because there are packs of dumb burbs that I want to get a dumb burb. Gotcha. So you're kind of like baiting the, the ooblets into a dance battle with your sick ass crops. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's fun. Um, I love it because it's nonviolent. Like I know that's a stupid thing to say, yeah. but like you could you could put that in front of any kid, and that would be just an adorable little game. And when you get to the end and you have beaten them, you do tell them that they've done a good job, and you know nothing they're... but respect. You know, yeah, exactly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's, it's very positive, very like you know empathy kind of forward, I guess. But yeah, uh, at the same time, you've got like a house and a farm area that you have to maintain which involves spending. You've got like energy that you get each day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, it's a dynamic day night cycle. Sure. So it's not just about you spending all of your energy. It's also how much time you take doing things. Sure. So if you just start running around town all day, like it will eventually become nighttime and Mm -hmm. you'll be tired and have to go to bed. Gotcha. And the ooblets in town change up each day. Cool. So that's a consideration. Mm -hmm. But there's like fishing in the game. There's crafting in the game. There's cooking in the game. So you can cook things to get more energy during the day. Um, There is also like a shop in town that sells bean juice. So you can, you know, caffeinate and get yourself back out in the game. Uh, Because you have to spend energy to like break down logs and rocks and stuff. Break dance. (laughs) But yeah, you've got like a huge farm that's like been neglected for some time and you show up and the mayor's like well i need somebody to do stuff and i've got a house over here you can have it for free but you gotta fix it up yep perfect no that sounds super fun i mean i'm glad that that game exists because i've loved the art for i mean i I think i found the artist i forget her name now it's been forever i found her art and followed her for quite a long time as that game was just being just being developed like it wasn't even like a fully fleshed out like game system yet like they weren't sure what the game was going to be they just had a very specific style and a vibe that they wanted to strike. And it sounds like Dance Battles with Stardew Valley sounds perfect. Yeah, the music's also really catchy. Oh, I would Like, imagine. it's all just, like, you know, instrumental stuff, but... Mm. And you got it on console? Yeah, I picked it up on Xbox. It, it would be a shame if this uh, doesn't come out. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's early access, and this is the bane of all the game developers now, is people saying, why isn't this out on Switch? when developing for the Switch is actually a big deal. I would love to have a game like this on, on my Switch and just play it on the TV. That sounds great. Yeah, I will say one of the things that really also kind of like hooks you in to continue to, because once you've got a, a guy on your team, you've got their access to their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But they do have common, uncommon, and gleamy. Okay. Instead of shiny. Instead of shiny, yeah. My uh, like second or third day, I was lucky and like a gleamy uh, fleeble group was in town. And I managed to get it. Nice. But yeah, so you get them, you take them back, you plant them. You could them. have been having a stroke in that moment of the words you just put together. <laughs> no, it's all nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the fleeble is my my gleamy, but I I started with a side key because of the the group I joined. It like, smells like toast. The, the club I joined. <laughs> uh, you you pick one the first day, and you get a, 
a guy according to that. And there's like sure. five different clubs in town, just with their own orientation. I, I chose the socially awkward one. So I got a side key. Uh, and yeah, the Fleetle I picked up. Uh, I'm, I'm after a Dumburb, but uh, I have a Clomper that's an uncommon Clomper. Uh, a Clicky Claws that I'm running around with. <laughs> You sound Jesus. like you're you're just naming all of the words that I've used to like yell at my cat. Yeah, <laughs> you goddamn clicky claws. Uh, so so oh, I yeah, think I just I th- picked up a wiggle whip. So I th- <laughs> it's an uncommon wiggle whip. So uh, these are I just so I, it though. I think that I think the takeaway here is that uh, it just came out and it's already super engaging. Like it sounds like there's a lot to explore in this early access game, and there's like a lot of fucking systems and creative shit to it. I mean, it's the fun of Pokemon, right? Where you don't know what's going to be around the next corner. Everything's charming. They're fun words to say. That's a huge part of the game. And yeah, and then like it just seems like it's a genuinely engaging experience. Uh, I haven't been able I to play it. it yet. I'm I'm a little sad. I think that was one of the games back when we first heard about it, that I couldn't shut up about it. That was mm-hmm. back in the day when we heard about, at the same time, it was Ooblets and Knights on Bikes. Knights and Bikes, yeah. yeah was Yeah, uh, or, yeah Knights and Bikes. I, and Bikes, my bad. I get that wrong. but uh, I mean, they are also Knights on Bikes. Yeah, fair. Uh, which is also a delightful game and highly mm-hmm. recommend that you go play it. Super different art style and story. <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing, a, I don't know, I, I just kind of like went into a dive because I wanted to find some games that I enjoy playing that are, I, you know, we don't, we, I love narrative heavy games, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't like first person shooters. I'm not a big fan of MMOs and I just, I kind of like to play on my own. I like to have real story guided. I don't know. I've, I've gotten into arguments with people about the fact that I play walking simulators versus a game and I'll, I'll, I'll fight you on that still. But those are the, the way that I would describe the games I like to play. I, I like that that argument is they're technically true, what they're saying. They're correct. And it also is a bad argument. It doesn't matter. Like, if you want to play a game that tells an awesome story and you're pressing the A button to get that story, that's fucking awesome. Like, who cares? Is it? Because you could, you can still fail. There's still fail yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, yeah, totally. I mean, that's fine. It's just a, it's like a more interactive, I mean, it's interactive fiction, right? Like, it's a more interactive way to hear a story, and that's totally awesome. Like, I just don't, uh, I mean, I mean, as, as I've matured in my enjoyment of my favorite hobby, like, I, I don't I, I, I don't see how anyone cares anymore about that. Yeah, stupid shit. I, I think the thing that I argue with is the value judgment that comes along mm-hmm. with it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not into super competitive games. That's mm-hmm. just not my jam. So I have picked up. I just kind of open. Sorry, this sounds like such a product plug, but it is the best way mm-hmm. I know how to do it. I just opened up Game Pass to see what was there so mm-hmm. I could just mm-hmm. pick what I wanted to download. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, this kinda, is a plug. Hold on. Hold on, Megan. Yeah. This is an actual plug. Uh, I was getting to know some of my coworkers, you know, at a distance, you know, through Microsoft Teams. Yeah. It's not a plug for Microsoft Teams. No, we should <laughs> plug Microsoft Teams. And uh, this this guy on the sales team likes video games. I've connected with him a little bit about that. And I literally asked him the other day, like, hey, have you heard about Game Pass? Because he has an Xbox. Like, we talked about, like, I'm a PC gamer and I play on Xbox. Yeah. 
And he avoided it for a little while because it was like a subscription thing and he wasn't sure what it was about. And then he got it and loved it. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I've met someone in the wild that's because he, <laughs> he, he, he recommended he recommended Life is Strange to me. And oh. I'm like, yeah, I, I know what it is. And that's yeah. great. And <laughs> I'm familiar. Now, now, shut up. And now, uh, unlike my friend who I already know likes me, a coworker in which I can actually gain a relationship out of this is recommending that I play it. So I'm actually going to play Life is Strange. Nice, nice. The original Life is Strange? Uh, he, he recommended both. And this is I, where I uh, sadly do the thing that says uh, Life is Strange is no longer in Game Pass. So. Oh, is it? Okay. I yeah. so so something came up and like it reminded me of Game Pass, right? Because I think Life is Strange was on was on Game Pass, right? It was. So like yeah, up yeah. until like weeks ago. And this is my my two cents again. Like your your friend who hasn't mm. shut up about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does do. It isn't the walking simulator. There is games. There is mm-hmm. a fa- there are consistent fail scenarios, but it definitely is a walking narrative you're being told a story and you have to make a decision Mm -hmm. and the decisions that you make do impact the story oh yeah it's what i wanted the telltale batman game to be that it did not uh yeah the the (laughs) the phrase that my buddy i guess now at work uh said was uh life was strange was mind-blowing and i think he did play it through game pass i think he got it like a couple months ago and then got to play it and recommended it to me of course uh, and this is this is also a guy that um, has played tons of that Seven Days to Die really janky first-person <laughs> shooter zombie survival game. So clearly, I think Game Pass is doing the thing that it's intended to do, which is someone just log finally ponies up the monthly fee. They fucking fall in love with the idea of having a huge library of games, and then they try something new, which is what you're doing. Yeah. And I've I've now met someone in the wild who has a kind of similar game taste to me, like now broadening their game playing experience thanks to Game Pass. And they, they're they a convert. They're going to rem- keep their subscription because they like getting those new experiences. Well, I'll keep all of this and submit it as uh, execution <laughs> that this is, I've done mm-hmm. my job. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not true, that my job is actually PC. So <laughs> he's playing on console. <laughs> Literally not even my line of business. Right? <laughs> Man, I still got stuff that I want to play on oh, yeah. PC that I have just yeah. not gotten to yet and probably I'm going to be a little behind because of Ooblets. Yeah, but, that's a good uh, problem to have, man. I just, I, I've seen everybody talking about Yakuza and I'm like, I should hop on this and actually check out Yakuza. Okay, I can talk about this now though, that we actually have an actual date of when Yakuza is coming, but oh my God damn. <laughs> so Twitter would not shut up about Yakuza. We talked, we brought Yakuza Zero and we mm-hmm. brought Yakuza Kiwami to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And we had discussed Yakuza Kiwami 2 coming to Game Pass. And we said, uh, like, this, I think we said, we had just said it coming soon. We didn't yeah. give an actual date. And every single tweet that came out from Game Pass, everyone, I'm, I, I'm willing to guarantee that every single proactive tweet that we did had a response of a Bernie Sanders gif of him standing there saying, I am once again asking you for Yakuza Kiwami 2. And then inevitably, I would say at least a third of those responses were the the then follow-up of him holding the gun saying, I'm no longer asking for Yakuza Kiwami. You kind of stepped in it with Yakuza, man. Like that. <laughs> That fan base is fucking bonkers. I actually, and I mean, I'll be be honest. I've not played. I've downloaded 
Yakuza and I haven't played it yet because it's kind of it's interesting. It's one of those where I kind of want to watch somebody else play it. I, I think you would like it. Like, yeah. like it is, it is, um, I, I don't have personal experience with Yakuza, but from what I understand of it, sure. There's like gunplay and like car chases and stuff. And it might not be exactly up your alley, but for fuck's sake, it's, it's a life simulator. So like, like you get, I, I know there's a system for like selfies and shit in the game. Yeah. Like there's so much there that I can imagine a Megan, uh, begrudgingly doing like story missions that involve guns <laughs> just so they can like unlock the new bowling alley or something like that. It is, it is a very high, uh, possibility yeah Yeah. so uh anyways i'm just glad because the volume of burning (laughs) gifts inside of my feed (laughs) now that we've actually announced yakuza kiwami 2 coming to game pass is dropped significantly like 80 percent significantly (laughs) like i'm just saying i downloaded yakuza zero Mm -hmm. and i was gonna play it and then ublitz showed up and i'm like well i've got cute dance battles to do and some farm to yeah never that's what something i've learned never apologize for just playing the fucking game you want to play man just do those dance battles you say that but man you guys have criticized me for like my 87th playthrough of dragon age inquisition no that's because it's fun to watch you squirm about it that's (laughs) that's nothing to do with the game if you were less Uh, entertaining (laughs) i'm I'm actually not going to squirm about it i just really Mm -hmm. like playing the game oh yeah right Uh, yeah uh, okay, no, back to the games that I did mm. de- now that we're done apologizing for my doing a mm-hmm. weird product plug. So I, I downloaded a bunch of games. I, I did, and I think we talked about this before, I finished playing Life is Strange 2 before it left. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again. we talked about that last week. Yeah, good good game. Real political, fucking hard-hitting, man. That's, woo. Uh, it's real good, but it will make you cry a bunch. Um, so I did play a, a number of other games. So I played, uh, I started Felix the Reaper, uh, start with that one because that's the first one I downloaded. I got I started playing that one on console, and I'm real bad at it. <laughs> so Felix the Reaper is a puzzle game where you have the ability to switch. You're going from um, it's a grid system, and you go from mm-hmm. one cell to another cell, and you can pick things up and you move it to other places. And mm-hmm. essentially, you can only walk in the shadows. So you have mm. the ability to move the sun from one direction to another set direction. Huh. And so as you pick things up and move them, it will create shadows for you to move and then essentially do whatever action it is you need to accomplish for that zone. So quick question. Uh, do you ever get more than two positions for the sun? I haven't gotten that far yet because okay. I'm real bad at it. Um, so <laughs> essentially you get like a 90 degree rotation back and forth to change the angle of the sun and thus the shadows that you create. And so it's an object manipulation game as a puzzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, so you are playing as a, I think you're an agent of death. Like you're not exactly death itself, but you are, you are on the, the underside and you. Sure. You're, you're not death. You're just Felix. Yeah. You're Felix. And you are essentially like the story that you're kind of being told is that you have a massive crush on somebody on the side of life. And mm. I have not actually seen her yet in game. I'm seriously really early stages of this game. And you, so Felix doesn't talk. He wears he headphones with music and he dances. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, the, the music's voiceover, really good, by the way. 
Yeah. I, I do. I did enjoy the music when I was. Yeah. Listening I mean, to it. The, the music is fun. Uh, your boss, the voiceover that you get, I'm, I, it is either Patrick Stewart or a real good, <laughs> you know, sound alike. Yeah. Picard esque. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of cute. I, early level puzzles, uh, I enjoyed. I'm, it's one of those where I'm just not really good at these kind of puzzle games. Sure. Honestly, when it comes to a manipulation like that, to be able to see that many steps in advance, how do you get to like the end game? I'm real bad at that. So I might, this might be one where I started and I was interested enough to like play it. But I think what I might do is try to find a YouTube video of somebody mm. just going through all of the, the story scenarios of it. Mm. But if you were good at those puzzle games, that was kind of fun. As, as Megan was talking, I watched the trailer for it because I had not heard of this game until you brought it up just now. And there's a lot of interesting little puzzles like picking up a barrel and placing it down somewhere so it casts a shadow. So you can like create a shadow bridge between two different shadows, raising a flag and like the flag has a height. So it's now like showing like projecting a shadow downwards that you can move. Like, very, very interesting. Like, I gotta say, like, it's a good concept and has a lot of charm to it. It has cute little manipulation. And again, mm -hmm. just in between each little puzzle, uh, you it makes me think of my, like, puzzle sections of Baba is You. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. the, you're trying to just solve this one one setting. Mm -hmm. um, and so, for, for Felix, you are doing maybe, like, three to five of these settings for one big level. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so you're telling like little indi individual vignettes in that mm -hmm. that world that you saw, and that tells a bigger story. And once you sure. finish the whole thing, then you get a little bit of a backstory of Felix and the girl, or maybe he's like he's looking for her. What is she doing? Anyway, so it it seemed really interesting. I'm, I think I'm probably going to give up and watch somebody else play it. But sure, uh, it was. I don't know. It was worth a plug. Yeah, no, that's uh, it, it looks it looks cute as fuck. Like yeah. that game uh look if you like puzzle game like stage-based puzzle games like Baba is you, it looks like a good recommendation. Looks cute. After that, I started Red Strings Club. Red Strings Club is a not quite walking simulator, definitely just an an A B choose your your options. It's a cyberpunk-esque story of the future where everybody is you know they have implants this is a future world where there's kind of artificial intelligence and you are a bartender that has a weird past that i think you get more into on your second playthrough they definitely break the fourth wall a couple of times and they're like you know we could get into that later but let's just wait for the first playthrough of the game and so I mean, I like the story of like, there's a corporation doing a thing. You and a friend are kind of associated with this hacker group and you're trying to, you, you find out what it is the corporation's doing and then you try to stop it. Sure. I, not quite Matrix, Matrix X, but a little bit. I, I like the art style. It's very, I keep, <laughs> I keep wanting to say vaporware, but that's not the right word. Vaporwave. Vaporwave. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Vaporwave art style is is what I'm trying to, to talk about. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like Hotline Miami. Sure, uh, yeah. The, the art style. The mini games in this game are weird. There are really two different ones. Uh, you start, the first one is bartending. 
and you are trying to find the way to mix certain drinks and by pouring alcohol, it moves a, you know, the direction closer to the section in the human being that you're trying to, are you trying to hit more of like the positive emotion? Is this what's going to make them, will this make them drunk and energetic? Will this make them closed up and afraid that's, Hmm. you know, so you can, you can serve them a drink and it will change the way that they answer. uh, Very cool. So that one makes a little bit more sense. That's the part where you are playing as the bartender Mm. and trying to, to fish out more information. There's a section where you're playing as the AI and you are carving the implants that will go into people. And it's like a weird pottery. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely pottery. Yeah. It's so you weird, start like, off with like a, a, a just block vessel with a target image inside and you're selecting different tools, but you got to keep the thing spinning and then it's like lathing. In yeah, the yeah, thing, right? yeah. That's a That's... real weird like I didn't Wait, understand. Lathe, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I didn't understand the purpose of it. Like it, it, it just felt like an action that you were to do. Like it didn't feel like it connected me in any way. There wasn't an action. Mm-hmm. I right, it was a mini was game a, that was just there to be a mini game. I, if there was something there, I missed it. Sure. So I, but that, so that was weird. The bartending one was also. It felt like unnecessary. Not that it was bad. It just, it, I don't necessarily felt like it, you had to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The story was interesting. I liked the, this is the, what the company's doing. Here are like four to eight people that you met within the company and how do they feel and how do they plug into that bigger arc? Some people that actually feel kind of bad about it. You are actually talking a woman off a bridge at some point because she realized that this is, and then once you talk her down, um, depending on your choices, does she actually feel bad about that or not? Sure. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting story. You can do it in a single playthrough. I think I played it over two days, but if you you know want to dedicate like, I don't know, five, six hours, you can get through mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, that was, it was, it was worth the, the playthrough. I found it interesting. I might do it again just to go back through and get some of those choices that I didn't do otherwise. Uh, so what I was going to ask you about the title, um, Red Strings Club, uh, from what I was just like watching over your shoulder while you were playing uh, once in a while, the impression I got is that the title, it's the title of the bar yes. that you're in. But I was wondering, is that like supposed to be uh, evocative of like conspiracy theory? Like it's supposed to be like the board with all the red strings going from the, the elements to connect things? It's possible. My experience with the red string, honestly, I live in a world of lots of narrative stories and I, I hear it most described as uh, love stories in like Japanese storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's and like so, the string of fate that... Yeah. Okay. So, and maybe it's just described as a red string. So I, it's possible that I don't quite understand that. And also the bartender who is at the red strings club there is kind of a backstory on him on for some reason he is unable to leave the bar and that i think that's one of those things that you get to explore more on a second playthrough and sure there's a little bit more about like what is the red strings club in itself so there i think there's more about that i don't know Um, got it i could be wrong but i think i think there's more there sure um 
So we'll we'll put a link. It's a mm-hmm. it's an interesting game. Again, if you have Game Pass, it's you know, a couple hours of your time worth download. I mean, sure. this entire show notes is just going to be trailers for all these games. Yes, mm-hmm. fair. Uh, the game that I played after that was oh, yeah. uh, Astrologaster, mm-hmm. and this game is absolutely just point and click. You do not need to make it. It is there's no. <laughs> There's no even movement. It is just make a decision. Mm-hmm. You are, pl- and this is based off of, of actual hi- history. Um, I'm not saying this is exactly what happened, but it is based off of something. Right, right. You're not saying it's accurate, just that it's based on. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're talking. Based on a true story. Elizabethan era of a doctor, and you can't see me, I'm making air quotes around the word doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. This is somebody who actually didn't have a medical license, at least in this game setting, who said he was a, a physic in physiology and astrology. So people would come to him and he reads the stars to mm-hmm. give them their diagnosis and their treatment. Yep. And so the point of the game is that you are trying to get enough. You have to get, I think, eight letters of recommendation in order to get a medical license. <laughs> But based on how you, you treat- I love that look, John. Yeah, oh know. my God. Just like head back, eyes up, like what? <laughs> yep. Of course, that's how you got medical licenses back in medieval times. Yeah, eight, eight dudes said yeah, you're chill. Elizabethan, not medieval, but yes. So, and then depending on how you treat some of the patients, I mean, I had an affair uh, with one of them. My favorite is after, you know, the conversations with the patient, there's a little like in your, your patient notes at the bottom, it's like coitus post consultito or something. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Latin. I don't know. Yeah. You you had sex after, uh, Mm -hmm. after the consult. And so there are, you know, you're, you're dealing with patients who are just wanting to vent about the fact that there's Catholics amongst you know, the people there are uh, people who have like actual medical maladies uh, and they'll tell you something and you, the next screen is where you, you look at the stars and it, you choose a couple different options and you're like, do I want to, is it this thing? Is it this thing? Is it this thing? There is no right. I mean, there, there's a right answer in that there's a thing that will get you the most points with that patient. Right. But there is nothing to be like, no, the, what he presented was actually this and not that. Like, there's nothing that will actually tell you. So right. It's, it's, it's a simulator for being a well-intentioned charlatan, I guess. Yes. Yes. That sounds really interesting. Like, that's an interesting experience that I think, again, again, requires a game to, to actually do. It is a, so the art style is interesting. It tells a story like a pop-up book. Yeah, I see that. Literally, in order to move, you have to, you drag the mouse over to turn the page. Oh, nice. And then the the set pops up. uh, And the in between each patient, um, there is a little vignette that's sung by like a, you know, a a magical choir. Mm -hmm. I would probably, I think it's like four to six voices. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, you know, interesting. Some of the songs are just really amusing. They all essentially rhyme. And some of them are, you know, he's come in to talk about his spotted dick, but you don't give a fa la 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 because they won't say shit. Anyway, so it's it, it's amusing. It's a small little game. You can you can play through it multiple times to see how you would end up. But sure. I don't know. I feel like one playthrough was enough, but it was cute. It was a sure. fun little. I liked that. I played another game. 
and I'm after party. Oh, after party. Yes. Sorry. I'm going to get, I went through a bunch of games. Uh, I haven't finished after party yet. Okay. So after party is a game where you are having a drink off with the devil. You and your friend find yourselves transported to the afterlife. You don't really know how you got there. You don't know how you died. You just know you're there. And essentially in order to win your way back to life, you have to have a drink off with Satan. And you got to drink the devil under the table. Yeah. I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, I started the game where you get, you essentially realize that you're in the afterlife and you got there so late that you didn't get assigned torture. So that (laughs) night you're kind of on your own and you meet a cabbie woman who's happy to take you to places and you learn a few things. So you essentially have to do a couple favors for different people Mm -hmm. and essentially get yourself an invite to Satan's party where you can then have a drink off to try to uh, make it to life. And nice. um, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little cute. It's, I, I don't know if I would put it on a game of the year list for me, but it's fun. I like some of the snarky flavor text. I just appreciate the way that they set up the demons early on that they're like, no, this is a fucking job and I don't like doing it. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, like, no, it's six o'clock. Fuck off human. I'm, I'm, I'm off work. The cabbie woman, she's like, well, I'm a ferryman. And they're like, do I don't have, how do we pay the ferry? She's like, well, actually they figured out that we really don't have an economy down here. So you really don't have to pay. So, I mean, like get in the cab. Nice. (laughs) They're like, yeah, it's hell. We don't really have, money so fuck it everything's free come on yeah uh, I, I, I just watched the trailer and i definitely saw beer pong with satan so <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh i'm gonna lose i haven't gotten that far yet <laughs> i am not gonna be good at that oh, oh yeah it's from the creator it's from the creators of oxen free like that yeah it's uh yeah that's a good pedigree oh, and i loved oxen free like i had a lot of fun with that game that game was weird I played it like one of during one of my October like spooky game mm-hmm. things, and like Oxenfree's definitely got like some spookyish elements to it. But yeah, it, it was just I just really enjoyed the game. I yep. played Oxenfree after I played I binged Gone Home, Firewatch, Dear Esther, and I was looking for other kind of walking simulator stuff, mm-hmm. and I had been recommended Oxenfree, and I mean it does fall into that that line, but a little weird. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Dear Esther was weirder, uh, but Oxenfree was, at least had a more salient storyline that I could follow. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I played Oxenfree after I had finished playing Soma, which was just a huge yeah. mindfuck. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, John, what have you been up to? So, uh, I'll keep it brief. It's a little bit shorter of a Sorry. list. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, that well, you, I mean, you accurately interpreted that, Dick. <laughs> So I want to I, I want to get two things uh, recommended right off the top before I talk about the games that I was playing. First off is Guild Wars Two is fun. That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, we we've talked about quarantine games, right? Like we talked about like playing Minecraft over quarantine, right? Like that was that was something we talked about on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Guild Wars Two is kind of playing that same role where it's kind of replaced Minecraft where it's a to-do list that's engaging and pretty and I get to play with my buddies. Like that's all it is. And man, it's free. You should just, if you, if, if you have some downtime and an MMO is down, like up your alley, just at all, just play so it. It's fun. Is that one where like, are you guys doing, I don't know, like walk me through that. So 
when I did MMOs before, it was yeah. like a giant guild. And sure. we had like set login at this time and we're going to try to accomplish this yeah. thing. Um, or you could individually try to do these different things to level up. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing? So Guild Wars 2 specifically is what I describe as the least hateful of the MMOs, where it respects your time and kind of just makes it easy to enjoy the content and enjoy playing with other people. There is high-level content in World uh, World of Warcraft, I was going to say, in Guild Wars 2, that is like hyper-elite, and you have to have the right build, and you have to have the right gear, and that is such a small part of the game. Most of the game is about exploration. The game actually rewards exploration the most over combat, over anything. So uh, uh, as you explore the world, there are events that are dynamically happening in the world. Uh, you get a little pop-up if you're close to one of them. And there are things like like escort the person or banish the monster or defend a point or assault a base or something like that. And you can join that event effortlessly by running up to it and interacting with a whole bunch of other people in the map still doing that activity like that's kind mm -hmm. of the bread and butter of the game so i've been playing with other people and playing with my friends that also play guild wars too but we don't actually have to do the things that you were talking about we don't have to do the things of login at the time to do the thing it's more like diablo 3 actually where like whoever's online at a certain time can hop into the game see what's going on with events some events are one-offs that are really quick some events are like an hour-long thing with multiple stops over the same map as like a story progresses and the 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 undead wash over an area and you have to fight them back or whatever you can just effortlessly jump in with other people and your friends and get really really rewarded with good gear good uh, experience points rewards for completing events it, it, there's some daily rewards but they're very minimal so yeah it's just a fun game to jump in and no matter it avoids the thing that I ran into with Destiny 2 in particular, because I'm not used to MMOs, where like there's a very prescriptive way to play. You have to jump in, do the things, do your rotation, get the upgrades, and then jump into the next thing. Guild Wars 2 doesn't do that. Uh, but I do have a question. Mm -hmm. You you linked it, or at least related it to Diablo, right? Of like, mm -hmm. yeah. whoever's online, you can jump in with your buddies. Mm -hmm. So the difference between, I picture with Diablo versus World of Warcraft... Mm -hmm. is that one requires a one's like your individual game setting and you can invite your buddies to come in and play that with you mm -hmm. versus Warcraft where you have to be on the same server. Um, sure. And you have to be in the same world state. So mm -hmm. how sure, does that persistent work? Persistent world versus like your individual state when mm -hmm. you log in. Yeah. So how does that work with Guild Wars? Because you're on a bigger map. Yeah. Right? I, I actually don't know, which I think is the best answer to you like it has been effortless for my buddies and i to play together hmm. when a map is low on players you actually get a pop-up that says hey this map is low on players click this button to move to a different server that is and you will move to exactly the same spot that you were in and you get like a 15 minute buff for doing it got it and so when you come online you can can you just be like i want to go to where my buddies are at yeah 100 percent yes Nice. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it, Guild Wars 2 is the first MMO I've ever played. It's not exceptional in the sense that, like, you are still running around using rotations of abilities to, like, blow up monsters and get gear. Like, it, it's, it's the same game you've played forever, but it's effortless to enjoy. And I just couldn't jump through the hoops of World of Warcraft and the bullshit of, like, 
scheduling stuff. It's just, it causes me anxiety. I don't want to schedule stuff. Yeah. Beca- because my buddies and, oh, and also this is a small detail, but it's really important. Guild Wars 2 will dynamically level you down to the content that you're doing. So if you're in a map that's appropriate for level 25 and you're level 80 because your buddy's level 25 and you want to go play with them, the game will level you down so that you can just have fun with your friends without worrying about it. Well, it's re- nice. Yeah, it's really great. Like, it's just a fun game. And it's 100% free un- until you get to the end game. The, ex- the only thing you have to pay for is the expansion content. You can get from level 1 to 80 totally free. It's really... I only recently bought it after playing it for a fucking month because I felt bad. I had gotten enough. <laughs> I'd gotten enough fun out of it that I was like, "Fuck, they, they, they." I owe them twenty nine ninety nine, and I bought it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so yeah, Guild Wars Two is the fir- as a person who doesn't like MMOs, Guild Wars Two is the first game that was like effortless and fun enough that I really, I'm, I'm into it, and I'm in it for a while. It's a lot yes. of fun. Uh, you were saying a second game that I interrupted mm-hmm. you about. Uh, yeah. The uh, no, the other thing I was going to mention was uh, treachery and beatdown city. Did we mention that on a podcast before? Uh, yeah, we mentioned it. We were talking about like the racial justice. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I did want to mention that because it is really fucking good. But we mentioned it already. Uh, and then the other two games I've been playing with my buddies uh, on uh, other other folks that are stuck in quarantine are Don't Starve Together, which is yeah. a brilliant, brilliant game. Very stressful, but very good. Yeah, uh, and, that was uh, Don't Starve, and then Clay decided to make a multiplayer version. Yep. Uh, in in fact, narratively, it is an extension of the first game. When you okay. win, when you win the first game, and see how that story works out with Maxwell, and uh, I think it's called the the constant. Uh, he's the constant of this afterlife kind of world, this Tim Burtony world you're stuck in. He's replaced by somebody else due to your actions, and uh, in the act of breaking his power over the world. Uh, you kind of allow other people to exist in your instance of this world. And that kind of narratively opens the door for a multiplayer game, which is really fun. And it is one of the most stressful experiences I've ever had playing a online game. It is super fun to starve with your friends. Uh, the game's called Don't Starve. You thought, you'd think we'd figure that out. <laughs> you uh, absolutely starve. <laughs> you absolutely do. Uh, and it's super clever and super interesting. Uh, there's some there's some some gripes I have with it, but it's an indie game. Like, what am I gonna say? Like, it's really well polished and really go- really good. And if you want to have a very focused survival game experience with your friends that lasts one hour to ten hours, let's say, if you're doing really fucking well, uh, I don't I, I don't know what that's like. It's <laughs> really it's really great. I think I don't even know how much that game is now. It has to be like twenty bucks. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll look it up. But it's it's super good to play with your buddies. Uh, also, equally brilliant, but completely different, um, a game uh, that I, I, I probably enjoyed more than Don't Starve Together, uh, is Human Fall Flat, which is yeah. one of the most brilliant game experiences I've ever had. I've never had... Who knew being a toddler was so much fun? <laughs> Toddlers? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a physics... I'm not sure if they think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a physics-based puzzle game. Uh, that can certainly be played solo, but why? Th- where you and your friends are clumsy, shitty, uh, faceless, kind of mannequin people, like toys, like putty toys, uh, that uh, have to carefully use their hands to grip onto stuff. And then you solve puzzles like climbing up a ledge or extend- uh, taking a plank and extending it up- uh, across a chasm or 
loading coal up into a truck and then piloting that truck up a hill using a clumsy steering wheel while someone else is on the cl- uh, like on the accelerator like off to the side and you're plummeting off a cliff because you're you're, you're clumsy toddlers driving a truck it's so good and so easy to enjoy uh, i think we've uh the the group of uh friends and i that have played it have played through like a third of the levels we've had two nights of fun with it you it's, shriek it, and laugh at it if you like these physics kind mm-hmm. of games i would say we have talked endlessly about ultimate chicken horse yeah yeah yeah, yeah a yeah. lot of that yeah. uh and uh, Gang uh, Beast it wrote, it wrote, is another uh, similar. Yeah, Gang Beast, like, like uh, aesthetically, Gang Beast and Humans Fall Flat are the same. Yeah. They really are. They're not by the same people, surprisingly. Like, that's how yeah. similar they are. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse is similar, not in gameplay, but in the sense that shenanigans happen with your friends that you couldn't have predicted. Yes. Right. And, and helping your friends in Human Fall Flat, like, <sighs> roll a barrel down a hill to knock over a pillar so you can get across a chasm is hilarious and takes 15 fucking minutes. It's amazing. It's yes. so good. It was on super steam sale for like $6. I think normally it's like 15 or something like that. I would highly, I, it's honestly, if you have a, a group of friends to play it, it's worth $15. If you want to wait for a steam sale, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you. But if you want one to six hours of amazing multiplayer gameplay human fall flat is up there with ultimate chicken horse for shrieking fun it's really great yeah if it's not still there it was in game pass Ooh, that would be a great game to play on game pass for christ's sake yes human fall flat is on console and pc uh it is a great game if Mm -hmm. you are stuck in quarantine and you want to play a game with your your friends yeah it's super good yeah um, just as a quick aside, speaking of games that uh, are hilarious and playing with friends, didn't you have a really good time with golf with your friends? Fuck oh, I want to play that game. God. I want to play that game so bad. Oh, I will happily set up a time for us to play and my yell, fuck this game regularly. Um, can, can we do that? I, I, it was on the list of games to recommend my Thursday night game yeah. group and and we, we we landed on other games obviously like human fall flat but yeah. uh golf with friends is fucking bu- like i can't believe it's such a it's a mm, it's such shenanigans for just golf yeah I mean, you're gonna have to deal with the slight echo of the two of us using microphones in this tiny little space uh, yeah that's, yes that's, yeah that's true uh but yeah uh also on game pass which is how i find mm-hmm. games i'm so bad at physics based puzzles <laughs> i I'm not kidding when I say I don't really have depth perception. Like this sure. is like an actual thing. So even on 2D things where you're trying to simulate depth and how far should you go? No concept. I yep. just, <laughs> God damn, fuck this game. I'm so bad at it. And I so mad at it. Like not only is it a miniature golf game, then it turns it on its head and you're in these like bonzo kind mm-hmm. of settings and now i'm i'm even farther out of my depth of things i don't understand so yep. fuck that game it's funny everybody will love it and i'm so bad at it and i hate that uh and yeah. it's funny and you should play it but fuck that game <laughs> i love how you just turned uh bonkers and gonzo into one word yes yeah fuck. no it, it was evocative i think it's appropriate for golf with friends <laughs> 
Anyways, I think okay. we need to wrap this up. We're going to wrap yes. this up. I already have like a dozen game trailers I have to put in the show notes. Yeah, there's that. And, also, and, I, be- and I believe we all have food waiting for us. Yes. So yes. we should probably go right. do that. Thank you, friends. Thank you for letting me uh, talk about games and apparently do a Game Pass commercial that the rest of you aren't getting paid for. So, all right, we got to go. Thanks, everyone. No, we got to we got to do the five oh out of fives and stuff. Okay. Yes, I'm plug. so sorry. Yes. Uh, okay. Thank you. This is our first us. podcast, by the way. Oh my god, I just wanted to go get some food. I uh, okay. <laughs> thanks for joining us. You can catch us on where can you catch it? We're working on that. Uh, you can get <laughs> Stitcher, Google Music, Dorkadia.com, uh, Dorkadia at most social medias. Mm-hmm. And we would like a rating five out of five. What? Uh, clicky claws. Clicky claws. I, I, I mean, maybe if they're gleamy. I don't know, man. <laughs> gleamy ass clicky claws. We are having a collective stroke at this moment. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>